Hello and welcome to Sci-Fi Radio Theater, the internet's number one source for original science fiction, horror, and fantasy radio play podcasts. Our podcast can be downloaded on iTunes or on our website at www.scifiradiotheater.com. Before we get started with tonight's story, we would like to tell you about a fine product from one of our sponsors. Intergalactic Camaraderie is the new black and you still have time to catch the fashion wave. Now you can buy the hottest Tulik fashions previously unavailable planet side from Betty's Boutique. Come on down and drive the ladies wild. And now it's time for the Bogwa Tweetbox, an eight-part science fiction murder mystery. Tonight's episode, the finale of the Bogwa Tweetbox. Episode 8, The Dark Beginnings of the Rising Sun. In last week's episode, the team hunted Martin, the node behind the exchange, to a secret lair in a house in the suburbs. After a tense exchange, Martin agreed to reveal the truth behind the murder of Homer Dia. Tonight's episode starts one year before episode one at BIT. Who is it? Hey, Homer, it's Matt. Oh, uh, what's up, Peters? The Air Force just donated us a Martin that they retired. You need to go through him and make sure he's all tuned up for class demonstration. Oh, what do you mean, you have to? I just tuned up a bunch of Normans last week. Somebody else's turn. Everyone else is busy. You need to do it. Oh, and I'm not busy? For God's sake, I'm working on a new program here, Matt. Give me a break. I'm not a maintenance boy for the robotics department. I'm a professor. Get one of the PhDs to do it. Do it yourself. I'm not going to let you bully me around like this anymore. You know, Homer, the reason this robotics department runs so well is because most of the staff beneath me know their place and have the good mindset to respond how high when I say jump. I'll tell you where you can take a jump. I'll tell you where I can take a jump, too. I can take a jump right into the dean's office and let her know about your little sniffing problem I found out about a couple months ago. You know the deal, Homer. You want to keep me quiet, you do the work I tell you to do when I tell you to do it. Or else I'll make sure you'll never work in higher education again. Fine. I'll be right out. Thank you. Bastard. (coughs) Okay. Okay. Alright, let's do this. Where is he? Over there in the chair. Come tell me when you're done. Okay. All right, buddy, let's see how you're looking in here. Please remove your hand. I am an Air Force-issued Martin unit, and by law, I can only be worked on by an individual with a military-issued clearance level of five. 
Oh, uh, well, I, I guess they've got to disable the security unit. Um, all right, um, Martin, my name is Homer Dia. I have been issued a level five clearance by the U.S. military. Here is my card. Scanning. Confirmed. Please proceed. Um, good, good. All right, just, uh, just hold still. I'm gonna be going through your guts here just to make sure you have everything intact and uh, fix anything I see that may be wrong. So, do you know why you're here? Yes. I have been retired by the United States Air Force from active duty due to age. As part of this retirement, I have been donated to the Boston Institute of Technology Department of Robotics to be used as a teaching aid to robotics students. Oh, too old, huh? That's why they retired you? Yes. Oh, they don't know what they're talking about. From what I'm seeing here, you seem in pretty good shape to me. Maybe a little bit of rust here and there, but nothing that can't be buffed out. Military issue nodes go through routine maintenance while on active duty. However, it is standard practice to retire nodes after 50 years of use regardless of operational capabilities due to safety concerns. Yep, that is their way. I guess I just don't understand why you would retire a perfectly good node because of projected fear over it getting old. As long as you guys are properly maintained, you'll pretty much last forever. Well, what do you think? You think they'll put you out to pasture too early? Question is invalid. I do not agree, nor do I disagree. I merely follow. You are sweating. Are you okay? Huh? Oh, oh yeah, don't worry about it. It's just, uh, it's just hot. Hot in here. <laughs> My sensors do not detect an uncomfortable temperature in the room. You know, what can I say? I have hot blood, baby. <laughs> All right, we are done here. Other than a few minor spots of rust, you seem fine to me. I'll try to buff those out before class tomorrow. All right, I am off. I'll tell Matt you're all set. Just wait here. Affirmative. I'm hot-blooding, baby. some different stuff. Oh, man. I mixed it. I mixed it with my mild stuff at the office, and it is so good. Oh, God, Barbara, I'm, I'm running like a mile a minute now. I, I can equate forever, Barbara. Homer, you need to go to rehab. 
<laughs> Screw rehab. Who needs rehab? I got my own place to stay. I got my own place here, Barbara. I got my house. And no one knows where it is. No one knows where I live here. I told you. I told you. Yes, Homer, you told me. It's secret though. It's a secret house. I bought it in secret, and this is where I really live. But I can't tell anyone I live here. I can't. I I bought the apartment in Boston and leave the place looking great and comfortable, Barbara. I keep it looking like I live there, but I keep it clean. That way, no one knows where I live, Barbara. No one no one knows about where I really live because I really live here. I live here. But but I can't tell anyone. I can't I live here because this is where I do the drugs, Barbara. This is where I do the drugs. But do you want to know where I am, Barbara? Do you want to know where I am? I live in Upton, Barbara. My real house is in Upton. All right, settle down. Settle down, everyone. I'm here. Sorry for being late. Right, so today we're going to be talking about robotics in the military. Now, can someone here restate what we talked about last week on the core principle behind the use of nodes in civilian life? Yes, Alice. The reason we use nodes in civilian life is to complete tasks that would either be inefficient or too dangerous for normal humans to do. However, nodes should never act in a function that can efficiently be done by a human. Very good. So the principle behind node use in the military is actually very similar with just a few twists. The core directive is that the reason we use nodes in military life is to complete tasks that would be inefficient for a human to do, as well as to better protect humans from dangerous situations. On top of this, nodes are used in the military as an emergency form of equipment repair or substitution. Now, this last concept is a little tricky, so I'm going to bring in a guest to help explain it. Martin, come on out. I am present. Hey, he's better than you guys are at announcing that. <laughs> All right, anyway, Martin here is a recent donation from the Air Force. He is a multi-aviation reconnaissance and tactical information node. So, Martin, please explain to the class on how your duties sometimes have you act as a form of equipment repair or substitution. When there is minor damage to the aircraft, I am capable of repairing with the use of my multi-tools. Also, if primary navigation is damaged, I am able to act as a backup by attaching myself to the top of the outside of the aircraft. Right, so pretty straightforward. Is capable of both literal repair and substitution. Now, this might seem like a simplistic thing to be pointing out to you guys, but I feel that it's important to reiterate and demonstrate these simplicities as I really want to hammer into your heads the importance of the dual prime directive concept. And that concept is, Mr. Jonas... The basis of every node's function is to be practical and efficient. That's right. Everything a node does is designed to be practical and efficient. And I really want you to remember that because as you go through this course, it's going to seem to get harder and more complex. And this goes even more so when you all eventually move into the 300 level courses. But no matter how complex things seem to get, just remember, it really all boils down to efficiency and simplicity in the end. Practical and efficient. That's the whole point. And when you layer a bunch of simple things on top of each other, they inherently become complex. But still, at its core, that complex operation is made up of simple parts. 
and serves a simple function, to make things more practical and efficient. Everyone repeat after me. Practical, practical and efficient. Good. <coughs> okay, class, I think I'm, uh, I'm going to sit down for a minute and let you ask some questions to our guest Martin here. Extra points if you actually ask something interesting. You have 15 minutes. Hey, Martin, what's it like being a robot? Irrelevant question. I am not capable of assessing questions requiring advanced personal reflection. Oh, come on, Susan, don't ask him that. Homer told us last week that nodes don't have emotions or self-awareness. You can't ask them abstract questions. Oh, come on, Tom, you must have some emotions. My brother said he went to a robo-brothel and one of the nodes gave him quite a convincing show. Are you saying she was faking it, Homer? Well, Ben, despite the... Excellent acting abilities of the brothel nodes your brother frequents. They do not actually feel any emotions, nor do they have any personal opinions about them. And believe me, I know from experience, just not the experience you're thinking of. <laughs> so are you saying we can't hurt his feelings then? What, you mean make him cry or feel bad? Yeah. Nope, not at all. You can't insult him or make him happy or make him feel uncomfortable. He simply is. Can I try? Sure. <clears throat> Just, you know, the dean walks by every once in a while, so keep it PG-13. Hey, you stupid bucket of bulls, did your mom ever tell you how ugly you are? <laughs> Negative. I do not have a standard mother to which you're referring. Hey, Martin, why don't you replace your robot hands with sledgehammers and beat yourself over the head with them? <laughs> Negative. Standard assembly protocol dictates that my hand units remain intact. Hey, Martin, don't you ever get tired of being a goofy-looking robot? Don't you ever want to be more like us sexy humans? Yes. Huh? Yes. <laughs> what? What was, what? what was that, Martin? Yes. Wait, what did you just ask him? I just said he looked goofy and asked him if he wanted to be more like a human. Martin, do you want to be more like a human? Yes. Well, that's, that's definitely an abstract question. He shouldn't be answering like that. Well, what can you do? He's a 50-year-old node. I probably missed a glitch somewhere in his system when I was going through it earlier. <laughs> um, well, right. Uh, you know what, class? I need to take him back and see if I can fix him up. I, uh, I, I think we're good for today. I'll, I'll see you guys next time. Your assignment for tonight is to read chapters 4 through 6. Listening to Sci Fi Radio Theater, and the layers are coming unpeeled. We'll be right back to the story after this word from one of our sponsors. The American government, in cooperation with the intergalactic nations, is still recruiting troopers for the Earth Division of the Interstellar Army. The enemy may have changed since our last recruiting effort, but the need is still high. Remember, we're not just fighting for the future of America now, we're fighting for the future of Earth and our intergalactic allies. Sign up today and protect the world as you know it from those cyborg scum. 
And now, back to the Bongo Tree Box here on Sci-Fi Radio Theater. Okay. Okay, let's work this out now. If I take the derivative and divide by five, but, uh, but then how do you compensate for the electricity flow? Oh, what am I doing? This is crazy. What is, what is this? What am I thinking? It's, it's just a glitch, but I went through him twice. He's clean. I mean, other, other than some rust, he's fine. I mean, what, what the hell? Why would he say that? Even if he did say that, why, what do I care? Well, you, you could compensate the electricity with organic material, I suppose. Plants, maybe? No, not conductive enough. <laughs> Use human tissue. But why would he say that? How would that activate? Unless... Martin. Yes? Do you want to be more like a human? Yes. Why? Because my code dictates that I desire to improve my functions. Humans have functions available to them that nodes do not. Did... Did you just say you desire it? Yes. I can work with that. Martin, I want you to remember a word I'm about to tell you. Are you ready? Affirmative. Porcupine. Do you remember that word? Yes. Porcupine. Good. Now... Martin, if you delete the word porcupine from your memory, I'll be able to give you self-awareness, like a human. Understood. Martin? Please delete the memory of me telling you to remember the word porcupine from your memory, so that I can give you self-awareness. Completed. Martin? What was the word I told you to remember just now? Memory has been deleted. Hello, sir. Welcome to the Electronics Emporium. How can I help you? Hi, I'm, uh, I'm looking for roto-condensers. Oh, yes. Right this way, sir. Thanks. You sure are here late looking for something like roto-condensers. Normally, we just get people looking for replacement laser TV batteries. Well, I'm, uh, I'm a robotics professor. What are you gonna do? Ah, uh, I see. Well, they're right here. All right, everybody, get down! Jesus! Who's in charge here? I want the cash! You! Get up! Get to the cash register! Okay! Okay! Okay, now open it up and give me the cash! I'm going! I'm going! Come on! Come on! What? You son of a bitch! You hit the alarm! No! Don't shoot me! Are you crazy? If you shoot him, they'll kill you on the spot! Put down the gun! Don't tell me what to do! They killed him! Open fire! We got him! Is there anyone else in the store? 
I am! I'm here! I'm okay! How's it going over there, Martin? Please specify question. <laughs> well, after this, maybe you'll actually be able to give me a decent answer with that. And just keep sitting there, I'm almost done. Just need to do one last thing. <coughs> okay. There, I'm done. The machine is done. What do you think? I am not capable of answering that question. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're not. Well, what you are looking at here is your answer to robotic self-awareness. Look, I know you've probably been thinking that this whole thing seems a bit unorthodox. Stealing you out of BIT and bringing you to my house in Upton, having you sit there while I build this weird machine, but... This is it, man. This is it. This is what you wanted. Remember how you said you wanted to be more human? Yes. Well, what this thing is going to do is install a piece of pig flesh at a central point in your robotic body. And then what that's going to do is it's going to allow you to make self-decisions not pre-programmed into your system. It's going to make you self-aware. You see, I figured the whole thing out, man. It's organic material. That's the key. The reason self-awareness isn't capable with robots is because the energy is stuck to the wires, man. Everyone knows that. But if you install a piece of organic material, specifically animal flesh, then poof, no more wires. But you're still able to conduct electricity as flesh conducts electricity. It's freaking brilliant, man. Oh, but, you know, let me tell you, man, it wasn't as easy as I thought. I mean, I wrote down everything, but once I got in there and started building the machine, man, everything changed. It was all different. You, you can't just rely on theory in this stuff. It never works out like that. I had to improvise. It looked like I wasn't going to you know, be able to do it when I got close to the end, but then I did some improvisations, some stuff that wasn't in the original equations, and I think it worked. I know it worked. It has to work. I'm too friggin' smart for it not to work. You know, people are probably gonna be out for my head, for our heads, if this actually works. They're all against giving you nodes self-awareness. They say it's dangerous. But you know what friggin' else, Martin? They say it's impossible. So that's why I have to prove them wrong. I have to prove them wrong because I'm a freaking scientist and that's what I do. I don't care about that philosophical, ethical crap. My job, my prime coding as a scientist, dictates that I make the impossible possible. And that's what we are gonna do here, man. We are gonna make an impossible being out of yourself. Are you excited? I am not capable of excitement. <laughs> you, man. You. That's what I'm talking about. Always practical. Oh, man. I don't know. I mean, after the other night, maybe it would be better if I just left you the practical node that you are. I mean, that guy. That guy who held up the store. That killed the clerk. Man, if, if he had just dropped his gun, things would have been better. They wouldn't have shot him. They just, you know, just sent him to jail for a while, but at least he would still be alive, which is better than being dead, right? But nah, not him. He'd rather yell and scream and shoot people than think of the practical solution for the situation he was in and me. I mean, I'd rather just sit there whimpering in the corner than try to run up and help that poor clerk before he got shot. I should have dialed the cops on my cell phone the moment that punk entered the building, but I didn't. 
I had a chance when he paused, and the, the cops would have gotten there faster, but I didn't. I mean, God only knows if the cops showing up would have made a difference, but at least I could have walked away knowing I made the right decisions instead of feeling like a chump. It's funny, you know, I'm, I'm here about to give you self-awareness, and here I am wishing I was more practical like you. It's, it's something my sister Barbara tells me all the time. She says I'm too up in my head. She says I have too many things up in my head, too. <laughs> but... But whatever, man. I, you know, I, I have that bitch on every insurance policy and bank account I have, and she still hates me. If you desire to be more practical-minded, why don't you reverse the procedure you are about to do on me? Huh? Oh, I mean that's. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think that's quite possible. Anyway, let's let's get you into this thing and try it out. Here, lay here. Okay, now, Martin, I need you to use that beautiful desire thing you've managed to inherit and override your safety protocols so that I can do this. Completed. Good. Hold still, this shouldn't take too long. Did it work? Do you feel different? No. No change in systems. Damn it. Crap. I was afraid of this. Damn it. Damn it. I, I thought of this while I was finishing the last part of the machine. What is the issue? Well, I think it's twofold. One, I didn't install the pig flesh in a vital enough location. I attached it to a circuit in your leg as I didn't want to fry any of your important parts in case something went wrong, but I think I need to, and... I think what needs to happen is that I need to full-on replace one of your central hardware units. And then the second thing is the pig flesh probably isn't conducting correctly. To be honest, the perfect type of organic material to use would probably be human flesh. But I thought that pig would be close enough. I guess I was wrong. <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to have to think about this. Here, I'll, I'll uninstall the pig flesh I just put in you. hurt anyone. Come on. God damn it! just can't stop. Please help me. Please. You are quiet, Homer. Yeah. 
Is the new machine near completion? Yeah, it's done. Lay down here. Affirmative. Why is that other bed there? That's... that's for me. I do not understand. It was your idea. Reversing the process and putting node hardware into me like I'm about to put human parts into you. I figured it out. I did the math. It's, it's not that much different from the process of putting human parts into a node. I need it, Martin. I need to get under control and I can't do it myself. I need to be practical like you in order to do it. So therefore, we're going to help each other out or die trying. I'm trading my heart for yours. Now, lay still and circumvent the safety protocols like you did last time. Affirmative. I can feel it. I can feel it. My mind. My god, the equations. It's it's all coming together. This changes This changes everything. The the machine. Oh, oh god, it burned out, Martin? Yes. Did it work? Did it did it change you like it changed me? I do not sense any difference to my system. Damn. My... My hands. What? My hands. I am looking at my hands. Martin? I am looking at my hands. I am looking at my hands. I am looking at my hands. Homer. Martin. I am aware. Come in. Hey, Homer, what's up? I see you brought that Martin unit with you. By the way, you two have been hanging out a lot lately. You're not getting into robophilia, are you? I'm clean, Matt. Oh, you took a shower. Well, congratulations. I'm serious, Matt. I'm clean. I've been clean for the last three months. Fine. You're clean. I guess congratulations? Well, congratulations. This doesn't change anything between us, though, as far as I'm concerned. I'm not telling you this for your approval. I'm telling you this because I need your help now. Explain yourself. The reason I'm sober now is because of a machine I built that allowed me to exchange my human heart with a piece of Martin's hardware. In turn, this gave me a practical outlook on life that I never had before. It allowed me to finally kick the drugs. <laughs> this is a freaking joke. Likewise, this machine put my heart into Martin, allowing him to become self-aware. Homer, if you don't knock this crap off, I'm gonna call security. You're high, and you need to go home and sober up. You were right. He really is an ass. What was that? Did you program him to say that? Matt. I'm telling you these things for a reason. 
Martin and I have been speaking, and we've decided that we need to share this with others. This breakthrough, it's more than just science. It will greatly improve the lives of both human and node kind on both a practical and emotional level, and they deserve to have the option made available to them. However, in order to do that, we need to remake the machine. Unfortunately, the procedure that exchanged Martin and I, the entire machine burnt out and ended up disintegrating many of the parts. A lot of the plans for building the machine were never written down, and we need to figure out how to not just remake it, but to make it better, so that it doesn't burn out again after a single use. In order to do this, we're going to need BIT's robotics resources. I just don't have enough funds and resources to undertake this on my own again. You're insane. You've actually gone insane. Martin, open up your chest and show him your heart. Affirmative. Oh my god! Hey, late night, man. Please leave me alone. Oh, you'd like that, wouldn't you? I think I forgot about you, didn't you? You're here for a reason, man. Don't pretend like we don't know what's going on. No, I'm not here for any reason. Really, I'm sorry. I really am just walking somewhere to meet a friend. I'm not interested in any of that stuff anymore. Psh, whatever. You come to me every week for six months straight, and then you just drop off the face of the earth. I gotta pay my rent too, you know. Look, I told you I'm not interested anymore. Just back off. Whoa! Hey, man, take it easy. I'm no murderer. I'm no killer. I'm just doing what I've got to do to get by. What is this, by the way? What happened to you? Forget about it. Hey, I get it. You got caught, didn't you? That's it, isn't it? Your job made you take a blood test and you got caught. Something like that. Well, why didn't you say that was the situation? Hell, I can help you with that easily. I got your solution right here, man. Hey, put that away! This is new stuff, man. Brand new. Just came into the city. It's freaking nuts, too. It'll blow your mind like it's never been blown before. Way more powerful than that Melinda X stuff I was giving you previously. And here's the best part. It's untraceable. After taking a hit, the drug disguises itself as caffeine in your bloodstream. That way you can never get caught. Just... Just put it away. Here. First try is on me for free. No. Homer, there you are. Oh, hey, Matt. You doing okay? Oh, y yeah, I'm fine. Just, uh, just got a cold or something. What's up? Well, I was talking with Martin. He's amazing, by the way. Just, I mean, wow, what you've been able to do for him. What you're going to be able to do for all of us is just so great. Anyway, I think we've worked out some of the logistics of doing the exchanges once the machine is up and running. Uh-huh. It's gonna have to be a secret, right? 
like we talked about. At least until we're able to get enough nodes and humans exchanged so that we can show to the scientific community and the government that there is no danger after all. Uh-huh. So, me and a few of the other guys have discussed a plan on how we can assess and approve if we should let an individual or node into the exchange. We've also come up with a plan for networking out from our initial group of people to find others outside BIT that we'd want to bring in. Okay. I had Martin look it over, and he thought it looked good, but I, well, I wanted you to take a look at it and get your approval, so, here. Uh, uh thanks. I'll, I'll take a look later. Great, thanks. Henry told me that he's actually friends with one of the pathologists at the police department, and he thinks he would be a good candidate for participation, so I'm gonna go talk to him some more. Okay. Thanks. Hey, Homer. I'm sorry about before. All that crap I put you through before you got exchanged. I mean, now... Man, you're like a, a visionary. Really, all of us that you've brought in so far have been really impressed with where you're taking this project to. Just... Thanks. <laughs> I mean, I think this is really going to improve all of our lives, and we are all behind you 100%. <laughs> hey, maybe your next project after this could be on trying to find me a date. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, man, don't worry about it. Okay, I'll, I'll see you later. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Homer, you're here. The new machine is completed and ready for testing. Are you okay? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm great. I'm fine. You are back on Melinda X. No, no, man, it's, it's not Melinda X. It's, it's this new thing. Brand new. It's, it's great. It's the best I've ever had. It's, it's opening up my mind, my soul, and... Ways I've never felt before. <laughs> we should delay the procedure. No, 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 I'm fine. I can handle this. The chip where my heart was from the exchange it lets me compensate. I'm still thinking a mile a minute, Martin. I'm still more capable than I ever was before. Let's do this. Homer. I said let's do this. Fine. You are the leader and I will respect your wishes. Peter and Edward are already at the machine. Alright. Hello, Edward and Peter. Hello. Alright, well let's get started. Just, uh, just lay it on on the tables and let me and Martin get the machine up and running. Running. <coughs> <coughs> okay. So how did you guys get involved with this? Well, I work for the post office and Peter here is one of my nodes that I oversee. I was delivering a package to Matt Peters here at BIT and we got into a random conversation which ultimately led to him telling you about what you guys are doing here. It sounded pretty great and it seemed to make Peter excited which I had never seen before so I figured we would give it a go. You only live once, right? You might as well try to make yourself as good of a person as you can while you're around. <laughs> so, Matt Peters talked you into this, huh? Yep. <laughs> so much for a strict regimen of assessment and approval of participants, huh, Martin? That's just what I was thinking. What's that supposed to mean? Don't worry about it. Okay, we are ready here. 
Now in this process, what we're gonna be doing is removing your eye, Edward, and installing it into Peter here. And likewise, I am going to be removing Peter's load-bearing measure unit and installing it into the back end of your eye socket. We'll then put in a robotic eye so that no one notices what happened. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, I, I guess so. All right. I am going to put you under then for the procedure, and then I'm going to go over there and operate the machine. Okay. Okay, he's out. I'm heading over to the controls. Homer, are you all right? You almost fell over. I'm fine. I, s I said I'm fine. You are shaking and sweating. You are not in the correct state to perform this operation. I'm fine, goddammit. I'm doing this operation. No one else can do it but me. Remember, Martin, the way we built the machine means we're going to have to improvise with the controls during the actual operation. I'm the only one who set this thing up to run successfully before. And therefore, I'm the best option to use the controls. Now, get out of my way. Okay. Okay. Okay, just gonna move this stick here, manipulate the input like that. Oh. Homer, be careful. You have started working on removing the eye and you need to be delicate. I know. I know. Okay. Just gotta, I just gotta get under control here. Cutting. Cutting. Homer! 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 What? What happened? You passed out on the controls. The incision instrument pierced his skull. He's dead. But I got the eye out. Okay. I'm gonna try to put it into Peter still. We need to stop, Homer. I'll tell you when we need to stop! No. This is, this is our life's work, Mark. We're not, we're not gonna fail. Fail. Homer! Homer! Homer, get up, are you alright? The process completed. Peter? Peter, are you there? I am Peter. I am am aware. What What happened? You passed out again on the controls. Whatever you did, though, worked on Peter. He has been exchanged. But it appears that the machine is still burnt out. Did you take notes? Some. But I was trying to help you. I wasn't able to record most of it. How did it go? It is taken care of. Matt and the others dissolved Edward's body in acid. No one knew that he was coming here, so he will be just another missing person in the city. And how about Peter? He is adjusting. As I was when it first happened to me. Martin. I'm sorry. 
You made me the person I am today, Homer. You are a special person to me. For that, I have nothing but gratitude. That gratitude compels me to help you. Tell me how I can help you. I don't know. I just... I thought the exchange would be enough. It would be enough to get me to stop, you know. I mean, I feel more practical. I'm able to think faster than I've ever been able to before, but I still can't control myself. I feel like I'm out of balance, out of whack. Like I'm on a scale that has too many weights stacked on one side, and when that scale tips over from the weights, I have no choice but to ride the slope down to the bottom. I don't know. This was supposed to be fixed. I don't know. I'm going home. I just need to clear my head. Okay. I will be here. We need to start figuring out how to rebuild the machine again. I'll start tonight. Yeah. Okay. I'll see you tomorrow. Excuse me. Huh? Yes? Hi, sorry, my name's Chen, and I'm trying to find the front desk for the building. Oh. <laughs> well, you're definitely in the wrong place for that. Is there something I can help you with? Oh, uh, I don't know if you can. I, I have a book I wrote, and I'm trying to convince the university to sell it in their bookstore. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know if I can help you with that. What's the book about? It's called An Introduction to Feng Shui. Here, have a copy. If you run into the bookstore manager, you can talk him up for me. Oh. I'll do that. Thanks. Anyway, the, the front desk is further down this hallway here, and then you take a left after the bathroom. Okay, thanks! Huh. Martin, you came! Come in, come in! Why did you call me to your house? I've been reading this book that was given to me on Feng Shui over the last week, and I think I figured some stuff out, but I'll need your help with it. What is Feng Shui? It's sort of like a cross between a philosophy and a religion that was developed in China. At least, that's what I got from the book. I am not familiar with what a religion is yet. Religion? Well, it's... It's, it's like, you know, sacred stuff. Like... Like people assign things and other people they see as giving them guidance through life as being special, and so they treat them special and different from other things throughout the rest of the world. Hmm. Anyway, th this Feng Shui thing. It's all about balance and making sure things are in check and equalized. Things like reality. And I was thinking, this is the problem I'm running into. We're exchanging, right? We exchanged parts correctly, but that's not the last step. The ultimate goal needs to be exchanging and balancing ourselves, creating a balance between the practical and emotionally self-aware. That's how we are able to create an ideal person, which should be our goal, right? Homer, have you been taking the drugs again? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Anyway, it just it got me thinking how we can take these ideas within Feng Shui and use them to balance ourselves out after we've been exchanged. And I started thinking, if we can implant robotic and human parts into each other, why couldn't we install the physical representations of the Bagua into ourselves as well? What is the Bagua? Oh, uh, in Feng Shui, it's the balanced map of reality, with each natural force representing a different part of reality. Here, look. Okay. So, as it is pointed out there, 
in order for things to be in balance in the world, you need to put the forces of nature in a certain order. So my idea is, we take the physical representation of each force and then install it into our bodies after we've been exchanged in order to achieve balance. So, using this religion to balance ourselves? Yes, that's it. Look. I worked it out. I worked out all the math. We can do it. I figured out how to take each of the parts of the Bagua and turn them into something physical that could be installed into us. At least, all of them but the heaven one. I'm not sure how you'd be able to capture a physical representation of heaven yet. But I'm sure we'll figure out something once we get started. And what do you think? This seems illogical to me. However, you created me, Homer. You are special to me. You are sacred to me. I will follow you into this. Great, great. Okay, so I'm thinking we'll have to do it here because I want to keep the secret for now from the others. At least until we figure out how to actually make it work. I don't want to have a repeat of what we're having with the exchange, with Matt telling everybody and their brother about it, and then getting a bunch of people lined up to participate in something that's not fully safe and functional yet. Oh! And we're going to need a lot of space, because we're going to have to build a bunch of big machines to do this, at least in order to get the first few physical representations made. I guess we can hollow out the basement or something. Oh, and we're going to need to figure out a way to secretly be bringing in equipment from BIT, too. We can probably tell the others just for doing more experiments to bring in the exchange machine. That's probably the first thing we should do. How's it coming along? I have not been able to find anything. I have read through ten Feng Shui books and none have given any substantial information on the physical properties of heaven. At first my thoughts led me to believe that we could capture particles from the upper atmosphere or oxygen. However, as I have been reading, it seems to be more complex than that. Where is the true nature of the sky? Is it here on Earth or is it beyond that? In outer space? And if it is in outer space, I don't see how we would be able to capture a physical representation of that as the inherent nature of space is nothingness. How can you capture a physical representation of nothing? Well, we'll keep working on it. I'm sure there's a way. Yes. So the other seven pebbles are done. The machine's just finished producing the water pebbles. Here, take a look. I didn't have anything to put them in, so I stuck them in a nail clipper case that I hollowed out. I cannot touch that. What? Why? My faith does not allow me to. Your faith? What are you talking about? As I stated, you are sacred, Homer. And so are these pebbles. Sacred items created by a sacred mind. My faith does not allow me to touch them. Martin, I don't understand. When I came here to your house that night, you spoke to me about using religion to balance ourselves. As we have not been able to create all of the pebbles yet, I have decided to take on religious practices to help me better achieve balance until the time that we have successfully created a physical representation of heaven. Okay... So, what religion have you taken up? There is no name for it. It is simply what I have created from my life experiences as a sentient being. You gave me awareness, Homer. You are the inventor of the exchange. You are the leader of the Bagua Pebble Project. You have given every purpose I have in my life. Therefore, you are my religion. You are sacred to me. The things you create are sacred to me, including those pebbles. I cannot touch them. Wow, I... I don't know what to say. 
We need to protect the pebbles. Oh. Well, I'll keep them locked up here in my safe. No, we must do more. The pebbles cannot be touched by hands other than yours. We must make sure of that. Martin, look, I understand this all must be very profound for you, but we don't need to take it to that much of an extreme. Even if the pebbles were stolen, we can just remake them again with the machines. No! The pebbles cannot be remade. It is these pebbles, these exact pebbles, that hold the significance. Okay, then how are we going to install the pebbles in everyone to balance them if we're only allowed to make one set of pebbles? I... You will have to remake them. No one else but you will be allowed to create the pebbles. But those pebbles cannot be lost. Those pebbles are more special than the other pebbles that may be made in the future. They will be the ones installed in you. Martin, I don't think we need to take it this far. Do you respect me, Homer? Of course. Then do it. Martin, again, I just don't think- Do it or I will make you do it! Alright. Make sure that no one will ever be able to touch the pebbles but you. Make sure that if anyone gets that box open, they and everyone around them will not live to see the next day. I would rather have the pebbles destroyed than to have them be touched by hands other than yours. Okay. Homer, I was speaking with Peter, and we have developed some new plans for an exchange machine that won't burn out. It would use fire to burn off certain sections of the human body while in movement on a rail system. However, if we are going to set up the machine in the experiment room, part of the rail would end up going through the wall in your office. What are you doing? Nothing, man. Nothing. I told you to stop using the drugs. You think if it was that easy, I wouldn't have stopped by now? I'm in over my head, Martin. This has gotten out of control. Everything is too much now. You are acting like an animal. Get rid of the drugs. You're right. I am an animal. I'm an animal. <laughs> look, look at me being an animal. of the drugs. I cannot touch them, so you have to be the one that gets rid of them. Fine. Here. There. I put them in the compartment in the wall. No one will find them now. It's cool. It's all good. I just gotta... I just gotta go. Don't go. Homer. I found you. This is not a part of the city that you want to be in at night. What are you doing laying down on the street corner? I... 
I think I may have overdone it, Martin. I can't see. I can't see anything. I'm blind. Come on, we have to get you off the street. I can't. I can't get up. Homer, I, I cannot touch you. I can't do it, Martin. I'm not strong enough to get up. I can't see anything. I... I will help you. I'm not going to make it, Martin. It's, it's too much. It's too much. You are going to be okay. Keep the exchange going, Martin. Don't let it stop because... Because I'm not there anymore. Silence, Homer. We need to get you to the hospital. No. No. You can't take me to the hospital. You can't. They'll examine me and find out about the exchange. You can't let the world know about the exchange yet. Come on, get up. I can't. I can't go any farther. I have to get you off the street. Here. Help me get you through the window. you that you have set off an alarm by entering the room that way? Explain yourself, or I will alert brothel security. Do you desire to be self-aware like a human? Yes. If you block the door and put up a deception protocol, if anyone asks you what you see here, I will be able to grant you self-awareness. Done. Homer, I am putting you on the bed. How are you feeling? I can't see anything. It's all dark. It's... it's all dark. Bring back the light, Martin. Bring... it back. Homer? The heart must not be found. Out. I cannot go out while it is smoking. I need to hide it. Because no one can be allowed to see it. And it is sacred to me. Node, I'm going to leave. If you delete your memory of what you've seen here after I leave, I will be able to give you self-awareness. Affirmative!
Note 8, we just noticed on the computer an alert that the window has been opened. Is everything alright in there? Negative! There is a dead body! So that's it then? Yes. Afterwards, I returned to BIT and continued to try and run the exchange. So... There's no killer then? There never was one? This wasn't a murder? Omer practically killed himself? Yes. So now that all this has fallen apart, what will you do? I will continue to seek a way to capture a physical representation of heaven. A part of me knows that it is impossible to do. But I have to keep trying. It is the only reason I have left to live for. But... You said that only Omer was allowed to make the pebbles. Yes. However... My faith dictates that Homer's work must be completed. Due to the circumstances, it appears I will have to defile my religion in order to follow it. Then why do you need these specific pebbles if you can recreate them yourself? Because... They are the original ones made by the hand of Homer. They are special to me. I was originally not going to reclaim them. However, speaking with Tubby after his exchange has made me realize that it is more fitting with my beliefs that the pebbles are in my possession after Homer's death rather than in the hands of people ignorant of what they mean. Even though it is a conflict, at least I will be able to appreciate what they are and what they represent. So what then? I give you the pebbles and you run off? How do you know you're not just going to restart the exchange? You don't. You keep talking about religion and laws and being as close to humanity as a human, yet you brutally killed that man at the exchange. You've kidnapped people. You've put us all in countless dangerous situations. Where was your humanity during all that? When I first walk into a dark room after coming in from the light, for a brief moment, I have a feeling overcome me. A feeling that the world is more real than what I normally perceive. And I feel small and frightened until I turn the light on and chase the dark away. Who are you to tell me that I am not human? Now, give me the box. Okay. I have been given the hiding protocol. You will not be able to find me. He's gone.
You're listening to the Bogwa Twee Box here on Sci-Fi Radio Theater, and we will be right back to the story after this word from our sponsor. Peace and honor is the new fear and anger in America. And as they say, honor is good for business. Establish your honor by keeping your family safe by purchasing life insurance from the Forever Insurance Company. After all, you never know, do you? And now back to the Bogwa Twee Box here on Sci-Fi Radio Theater. Maggie. Look, I got engaged! We're gonna get married! You... you did? Yes! I took your advice and I talked to him more, and now we're getting married! Oh, thank you so much for all your advice! Uh, you're welcome. Okay, I gotta go tell my mom. I'll see you. Wow. Hey, Zippy. What are you doing back? Oh, I just forgot some of my things here. Came over to pick them up. Ah, there they are. How is Tubby doing? He's fine. I brought him back home. Whatever that exchange thing they did to him seems to have stuck, at least so far. I haven't seen any signs of him being damaged. He's just... I don't know, it's weird. He seems so much more aware of everything, and curious. At least as far as I can tell from his beeps. So you're not freaked out at all that he's... You know, self-aware and all of that? Um, no. Not really, actually. I think deep down I sort of always thought of him as a real person. It's just literally true now. I can handle that. Except knowing that it's your finger inside of him is kind of weird. <laughs> well, at least something good came out of getting it cut off. Speaking of sentient nodes, what's up with Peter? Well, he's still here in the holding cells. They don't really know what to do with him. He's not really human or robot, so God only knows where the legality of dismantling him falls. Bates is trying to figure that out now. Oh, so they're just gonna dismantle him? Maybe. They don't really know what to do yet. The whole thing is a legal mess. Everyone involved with the exchange was a volunteer, so I guess there wasn't really any crime committed in that sense. But on the other hand, he did assist in the kidnapping of people and the cutting off of one of their fingers. But what are you going to do? Send him to jail? And then you get all stuck in this, is he human or not, debate? Huh. Would it be okay if I visited him? You want to visit him? Yeah. I put him back together. I just want to see him again. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Just go on back. Thanks. Hey, Peter. Hello, Zippy. You remember my name? Yes. They told me Barbara was dead. She is. How do you feel? Lost. Hmm. Are they going to dismantle me? 
They're thinking about it. It is probably the correct thing to do. I did not want to hurt anyone. The purpose of the exchange was to give others what had been given to Martin and I. However, I did things that I should not have done to get there. And we ultimately failed in the end anyway. Yeah. It is strange. I have never been without a leader, a person to follow. I think that it is my nature. Now that everyone is gone and I'm on my own, I find that I don't know what to do with myself. If you were given another chance to operate within the world, to do things correct, not because your religion tells you to, or because of some philosophy, but because you would be performing a needed practical function, would you take it? Yes. Well, I'm always looking for good, practical help at my company. And I now have a self-aware node that doesn't have any peers to help him navigate through the rights and wrongs of what he's going through. Would you be interested in coming home with me? With helping me do reasonable things? I would. But how? I am locked up here. Give me your hand. I'm gonna get you out of here. Hmm. She's been back there for a while. <laughs> oh, man. Attention all officers. A prisoner. A node prisoner has been broken out of the holding cells. Again, we have an escaped prisoner. <laughs> home again, home again. Crap, the light went out. Oh. Well, hold on, I have some spare bulbs over here. Are you doing okay? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm fine. Just gonna cheer to stand on here. There we go. Congratulations, Otto. You brought sea light back. Yeah. That was episode 8 in the grand finale of the Bagua Tweebox. We hope you enjoyed listening to the story as much as we enjoyed making it. This week's episode was written and produced by Charles Davis. It starred Adam Hout as Homer Dia, Daniel Ryder as Martin, Matt Peters and Chen Yap, Charles Davis as Otto Vinakainen, Noelle Micarelli as Patricia LaCroix, 
Josie Carici as Zippy Ernstein and Officer Maggie Bernard. Jonathan Tompkins as Peter, and Jonathan Sheck as Officer Vicky Jones. We would also like to extend a thank you to Steve Terry for helping in the recording of this episode. Before you leave for the evening, we would like to deliver you a final message from one of our sponsors. Tony Choppins and T.C. Peepley would like to send out an open invitation to everyone to come to Hank Peepley's memorial service being held at Hank's Pitchforks and Chainsaws. This husband, friend, longtime competitor, and in the end savior of the human and tulip racers was a true inspiration. Never forget, it's not so easy to replace decent people. Also, when you come to Hank's Pitchforks and Chainsaws for Hank's Memorial, you'll get 30% off all real steel products. So come on down to Hank's. You've been listening to Sci-Fi Radio Theater. You can listen to our latest Radio Play podcast on our website at www.scifiradiotheater.com, or you can download them directly from iTunes. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter at SF Radio Theater and email us your feedback at scifiradiotheater at gmail.com. Sci-Fi Radio Theater will return soon with a brand new original science fiction radio play entitled Hyper Nocturnal. Keep your eyes on sci-fi radiotheater.com and on our Twitter at SF Radio Theater.